0: It's May the 5th. Let's read the Bible. Friends, welcome back to this year-long journey through the Bible from Genesis to Revelation in just one year. We've already read a great deal of the Bible, but the biggest part of it is still in front of us. Here in the early days of May, we're in the early chapters of the wonderful book of 2 Samuel. We'll get to that in just a moment. I've said before how much it means To me personally, when you write comments on Facebook, YouTube, Rumble, uh, on emails, or you send me a text message, wherever you post it, right on our website, doesn't matter. I try to read all of them. Uh, Here's one that came in several weeks ago. Good morning from Eagle River, Alaska. Four degrees below zero and three feet of glaciated snow and ice left on my deck. Thank you. Reverend Ray, I don't exactly know where Eagle River, Alaska is. I don't think I've ever been there, I've only been to Alaska one time, but below zero and three feet of snow and ice, I'm glad you're staying inside. I, I now know that it's May, so maybe it's warmed up a little bit, but be careful up there in Eagle River. And thank you for joining us on the Bible Bus. And then this one came from about the same time, a few weeks ago. Thank you so much for sharing. Such a blessed sermon, blessings from Nepal. Nepal, years ago, Marlene and I and several friends traveled to India, and we were visiting a missionary friend there in India, and one day she took us across the border, and we spent a couple of days in Nepal. Beautiful, beautiful country, beautiful people, mountainous region of the world, not primarily a Christian country at all. This is wonderful to have this friend who's on the Bible bus with us, not just in the U.S., but all the way from the Paul. So wherever you are, no matter whether it's cold or warm or ice or snow or sun, wherever you are on planet Earth, thank you for joining us today. Now, we're going to read 2 Samuel chapters 4, 5, 6, and 7, a reminder of the outline of 2 Samuel. This book is all about David's reign as king, his rise chapters 1 through 10, his sin, chapters 11 and 12, his trouble, chapters 13 through 20, and his end, chapters 21 through 24, his rise, his sin, his trouble, his end. Now, David has already been named the king, but not over the whole country. That's going to happen in chapter 5, but there's some stuff that has to happen first. We're going to follow up in chapter 4, the story of Saul's son Ishbosheth, and we're reading. When Saul's son Ishbosheth heard that Abner had died in Hebron, he gave up, and all Israel was dismayed. Saul's son had two men who were leaders of raiding parties: one named Baana, and the other Rechab, sons of Remon the Beerothite of the Benjaminites. Beeroth is also considered part of Benjamin, and the Beerothites fled to Gitaim, and still reside there as aliens today. Saul's son Jonathan had a son whose feet were crippled. He was five years old when the report about Saul and Jonathan came from Jezreel. His nanny picked him up and fled, but as she was hurrying to flee, he fell and became lame. His name was Mephibosheth. Rechab and Ba'anah, the sons of Remod the Beerothite, set out and arrived at Ishosheth's house during the heat of the day. While the king was taking his midday nap, they entered the interior of the house as if to get wheat and stabbed him in the stomach. Then Rechab and his brother Ba'anah escaped. They had entered the house while Ishbosheth was lying on his bed in his bedroom and stabbed and killed him. They removed his head, took it, and travelled by way of the arabah all night. They brought Ishbosheth's head to David at Hebron and said to the king, Here is the head of Ishbosheth son of Saul your enemy who intended to take your life. Today, the Lord has granted vengeance to my lord the king against Saul and his offspring. But David, answer Rechab and his brother Ba'anah, sons of Ruman the Beerothite as the Lord lives, the one who redeemed my life from every distress. When the person told me, look, Saul is dead, he thought he was a bearer of good news. But I seized him and put him to death at Ziklag. That was my reward to him for his news. How much more when wicked men Kill a righteous man in his own house on his own bed. So now, should I not require his blood from you and purge you from the earth? So David gave orders to the young men, and they killed Rechab and Ba'ana. They cut off their hands and feet and hung their bodies by the pool in Hebron, but they took Ishbosheth's head and buried it in Abner's tomb in Hebron. Second Samuel, Chapter Five. All the tribes of Israel came to David at Hebron and said, Here we are, your own flesh and blood. Even while Saul was king over us, you were the one who led us out to battle and brought us back. The Lord also said to you, You will shepherd, shepherd my people Israel, and you will be ruler over Israel. So all the leaders, all the elders of Israel, came to the king at Hebron. King David made a covenant with them at Hebron in the Lord's presence. They anointed David king over Israel. David was 30 years old when he began his reign. He reigned 40 years. In Hebron, he reigned over Judah seven years and six months. And in Jerusalem, he reigned 33 years over all Israel and Judah. The king and his men marched to Jerusalem against the Jebusites who inhabited the land. The Jebusites that said to David, you will never get in here. Even the blind and lame can repel you thinking David can't get in here yet david did capture the stronghold of zion that is the city of david he said that day whoever attacks the jebusites must go through the water shaft to reach the lame and the blind who are despised by david for this reason it is said the blind and the lame will never enter the house david took up residence in the stronghold which he named the city of david he built it up all the way around from the supporting terraces inward david became more and more powerful and the Lord God of armies was with him. King Hiram of Tyre sent envoys to David. He also sent cedar logs, carpenters, and stonemasons, and they built a palace for David. Then David knew that the Lord had established him as king over Israel and had exalted his kingdom for the sake of his people, Israel. After he arrived from Hebron, David took more concubines and wives from Jerusalem and more daughters, more sons and daughters were born to him. These are the names of those born to him in Jerusalem, Shammua, Shobab, Nathan, Solomon, Ibhar, Elishua, Nepheg, Japhia, Elishema, Eliadah, and Eliphalet. When the Philistines heard that David had been anointed king over Israel, they all went in search of David, but he heard about it and went down to the stronghold. So the Philistines came and spread out in Rephaim Valley. Then David inquired of the Lord, Should I attack the Philistines? Will you hand them over to me? The Lord replied to David, Attack, for I will certainly hand the Philistines over to you. So David went to Baal, Perazim, and defeated them there and said, Like a bursting flood, the Lord has burst out against my enemies before me. Therefore, he named that place, The Lord Bursts Out. The Philistines abandoned their idols there, and David and his men carried them off. The Philistines came up again and spread out in the Rephaim Valley. So David inquired of the Lord, and he answered, Do not attack directly, but circle around behind them and come at them opposite the balsam trees. When you hear the sound of marching in the tops of the balsam trees, act decisively, for then the Lord will have gone out ahead of you to strike down the army of the Philistines. So David did exactly as the Lord commanded him, and he struck down the Philistines all the way from Gibeah to Gezer. 2 Samuel 6. David again assembled all the fit young men in Israel, 30,000. He and all his troops set out to bring the ark of God from Baal, Judah. The ark bears the name, the name of the Lord of armies, who is enthroned between the cherubim. They set the ark of God on a new cart and transported it from Abinadab's house, which was on the hill. Uzzah and Ahio, sons of Abinadab, were guiding the cart and brought it with the Ark of God from Abinadab's house on the hill. Ahio walked in front of the Ark. David and the whole house of Israel were dancing before the Lord with all kinds of wood instruments, lyres, harps, tambourines, sistrums, and cymbals. When they came to Nacon's threshing floor, Uzzah reached out to the Ark of God and took hold of it because the oxen had stumbled. And then the Lord's anger burned against Uzzah, and God struck him dead on the spot for his irreverence, and he died there next day to the ark of God. David was angry because of the Lord's outburst against Uzzah, so he named that place Outburst Against Uzzah, as it is today. David feared the Lord that day day and said, How can the ark of God ever come to me? So he was not willing to bring the ark of the Lord to the city of David. Instead, he diverted it to the house of Obed-Edom of Gath. The ark of the Lord remained in his house three months, and the Lord blessed Obed-Edom, edom and his whole family it was reported to king david the lord has blessed obed edom's family and all that belongs to him because of the ark of god so david went and had the ark of god brought up from obed edom's house to the city of david with rejoicing when those carrying the ark of the lord advanced six steps he sacrificed an ox and a fatted calf david was dancing with all his might before the lord wearing a linen ephod he and the whole house of israel were bringing up the ark of God with shouts and the sound of the ram's horn As the ark of the Lord was entering the city of David, Saul's daughter, Michael, looked down from the window and saw King David leaping and dancing before the Lord, and she despised in her heart. They brought the ark of the Lord and set it in its place inside the tent David had pitched for it. Then David offered burnt offerings and fellowship offerings in the Lord's presence. When David had finished offering the burnt offering and the fellowship offerings, he blessed the people in the name of the Lord of armies. Then he distributed a loaf of bread, a date cake, and a raisin cake to each one in the entire Israelite community, both men and women, that all the people went home. When David returned home to bless his household, Saul's daughter, Michael, came out to meet him. How the king of Israel honored himself today, she said, he exposed himself today in the sight of the slave girls of his subjects like a vulgar person would expose himself. David replied to Michael, It was before the Lord who chose me over your father and his whole family to appoint me ruler over the Lord's people Israel. I will dance before the Lord, and I will dishonor myself and humble myself even more. However, by the slave girls you talked about, I will be honored. And Saul's daughter Michael had no child till the day of her death. Second Samuel 7 When the king had settled into his palace and the Lord had given him rest on every side from all his enemies, the king said to the prophet Nathan, Look, I am living in a cedar house while the ark of God sits inside tent curtains. So Nathan told the king, Go and do all that is on your mind, for the Lord is with you. But that night the word of the Lord came to Nathan, Go to my servant David and say, This is what the Lord said. Are you to build me a house to dwell in? From the time I brought the Israelites out of Egypt until today, I have not dwelt in a house. Instead, I have been moving around with a tent as my dwelling and all my journeys with all the Israelites. Have I ever spoken a word to one of the tribal leaders of Israel whom I commanded to shepherd my people, Israel, asking, Why haven't you built me a house of cedar? So, now this is what you are to say to my servant David. This is what the Lord of armies says. I took you from the pasture, from tending the flock, to be the ruler over my people Israel. I have been with you wherever you have gone, and I have destroyed all your enemies before you. I will make a great name for you, like that of the greatest on the earth. I will designate a place for my people Israel and plant them so that they may live there and not be disturbed again. Evildoers will not continue to oppress them as they have done ever since the day I ordered judges to be over my people Israel I will give you rest from all your enemies the Lord declares to you the Lord himself will make a house for you when your time comes and you rest with your ancestors I will raise up after you your descendant who will come from your body and I will establish his kingdom he is the one who will build a house for my name and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever I will be his father He will be my son. When he does wrong, I will discipline him with a rod of mid and blows from mortals. But my faithful love will never leave him, as it did when I removed it from Saul, whom I removed from before you. Your house and kingdom will endure before me forever, and your throne will be established forever. Nathan reported all these words and this entire vision to David. And then King David went in and sat in the Lord's presence and said, Who am I, Lord God, and what is my house that you have brought me this far? What you have done so far was a little thing to you, Lord God, for you have also spoken about your servant's house in the distant future. And this is a revelation from mankind, Lord God. What more can David say to you? You know your servant, Lord God, because of your word and according to your will, you have revealed all these great things to your servant this is why you are great lord god there is no one besides you and there is no god besides you as we as all we have heard confirms and who is like your people israel god came to one nation on earth in order to redeem a people for himself to make a name for himself and to perform for them great and awesome acts driving up nations and their gods before your people you redeemed for yourself from egypt you established your people israel to be your own people forever and you lord have become their god now lord god fulfill the promise forever that you have made to your servant and his house do as you have promised so that your name will be exalted forever when it is said the lord of armies is god over israel the house of your servant david will be established before you since you lord of armies god of israel have revealed this to your servant when you said, I will build a house for you. Therefore, your servant has found the courage to pray this prayer to you. Lord God, you are God. Your words are true, and you have promised this good thing to your servant. Now, please bless your servant's house so that it will continue before you forever. For you, Lord God, have spoken, and with your blessing, your servant's house will be blessed forever in theology we call this the davidic covenant god made a promise to abraham genesis 12 it was extended in many ways through moses the deuteronomic covenant but now to david we're told david your throne will be established forever well, how can it be? David's going to live and then he's going to die, which uh, the Lord has said, "You're not going to live forever." Going to be Solomon? Yet Solomon was a was a wise man, but made some foolish choices late in life. And the uh, text says, "When he sins, I'll forgive him." Talking about Solomon, so this can't be just David. It can't be just Solomon. Looking ahead to the to the distant future, David said. David wouldn't have known how it was all going to be fulfilled, but fast forward to book of Matthew, chapter 1. The book of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, son of what? Son of David, son of Abraham. There's a line which runs backwards from Bethlehem all the way back to David, all the way back to Abraham. Thus does God keep his promises. Remember, we've talked before about David was out there in the wilderness for those months and several years and running around the mountains and hiding from Saul and his armies. And, and I'm sure there must have been many days, weeks, and months when he wondered how, how God could ever make him king over the whole nation. But now here he is, greatest king Israel would ever have. Great, great man. And God is now saying, I am determined and I give you my promise. You will have a throne and your throne will endure forever. Fulfilled ultimately in the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, fulfilled even more ultimately when Jesus comes again to set up his kingdom and reign from David's throne in Jerusalem. Friends, God keeps his promises when we can see it and when we doubt it. God keeps his promises even when life around us seems chaotic and To have no meaning at all, God keeps his promises. That's something you can take to the bank today. Go out and have a great day. Trust in the Lord. Claim his promises because we serve a province-keeping God. Have a great day, folks. Come back tomorrow. We'll do this again. God bless.